This is Santia Deck, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports. I'm geeked to be joined today by Basil Jackson. And look, if you don't know or you haven't heard about Basil Jackson, then this is your opportunity to get to know Basil Jackson. He is a, I want to say, linebacker slash safety, right? Um, a defensive weapon, I'll say, um, who is now signed with the Calgary Stampeders. And so here's, here's his timeline. He's been from Trinity Valley um, Community College to Tarleton State, then to the Germany Football League to actually lead a team in tackles there and win a championship with the New Yorker Lions, yep, right? Yep. I bet. And then now signed with the Calgary Stampeders. And so we are geeked to have you on the show today. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm honored to be here. Glad to be here. I think it's a, a great opportunity for us to chop it up. It's going to be a good time. Awesome, bro. How are you making it through the pandemic, man? Man, I can't complain. Uh, luckily, I can, I can still order takeout and stuff. So I'm eating lots of French fries and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> study my playbook and then just spending time with my girlfriend and, and just getting ready for when things open back up, man. I love that, man. Look, you have a new opportunity um, with the Calgary Stampeders, bro. It is a big opportunity. It's a, it's a spot in the CFL. Um, you know, it's, it's a league that's been going on for, for a while. People who, they may not know a lot about it, right? But everybody knows of it, right? Everybody knows of it and knows about it. And they know that football is taken very seriously um, in Canada. So, so let me ask you this question. How'd that opportunity come about for you? Man, so I went, I'd say, I'd start and say that I went to Germany to get film kind of as a safety because some NFL opportunities didn't work out. And so I went and did that, won a championship there. And so that was a blessing. Um, And I came home in December of 2019 and just shot my film around. And and they had some local workouts and stuff out here in the DFW, um, located in Dallas, Texas. And I went to a workout and uh, I did my thing and um, fortunately, I was one of the guys that stood out, and I got a call a couple of days later that they were going to be signing me. Man, I love that. So when you look at the CFL, right, and the style of play, the way they do things there, what most excites you about the opportunity to play in that league? I think one of the things that excites me the most is the competition that I'm going that I'm going to be able to play against. Uh, there's a lot of guys that very well could be in the NFL or have been in the NFL. Uh, it's a new opportunity and a new challenge for me with you know, some of the different rules and style of play that they play up there in Canada. Uh, and then I'm a travel connoisseur, and so it's an opportunity for me to be in another country. So I'm just all around stoked about the opportunity. And you are a bit of a travel connoisseur. You played in the Germany Football League. What was that like, man? Man, it was crazy. Uh, I don't think that Canada will be as much of a culture shock, but you take a kid who who's hardly been out of Texas for football games and stuff like that, and you plant me in, in – a small town in Germany and, and where people aren't speaking a whole lot of English. And so it definitely was a culture shock, but I had an absolute blast. We actually do have a month break in the middle of our season. So aside from the football stuff, uh, I was able to travel a little bit. I got to make it to Paris. I got to make it to Italy. Uh, and I got to make it to Amsterdam as well. So uh, this last year was a pretty fun year for me. Yo, so give me, let me get a little bit more of a view 
um, what it's like, man, because you were playing for the New York Alliance, and they've been dominating that German football league for a little bit, right? And they, oh, they yeah. pr- pretty much have a good reputation for being like a dominant team. So you're playing for that team. And if you're playing for that team, do, do you walk around your town like kind of – are you the man of that town? Like, like what's the vibe? Like how do people treat you as a member of that football team? Man, so it's so crazy. I, I, I hadn't really had this kind of experience because we weren't, you know, the best whenever I was in college or our, our record didn't reflect that my, you know, my junior and senior years at Tarleton State University. But going to such, you know, a prestigious organization was a huge blessing and that the fan base was wild and just the way that they treated me walking around the city and stuff, kind of what you're speaking on was a super huge blessing. I would have people come up to me in the city wanting to take pictures and different things that are normal things, I guess you would say for a pro, but, you know, I'm a humble guy and I like to think of myself as a normal person regardless of what other people might say. And so it was, it was definitely off. It was just awesome for me, honestly. Yo, so when you came in, I don't know how it felt coming into that environment, already coming to a, a great team, right? So you're going in to a great team, understanding that, you know, they've already kind of been doing their thing for a little bit. Did you feel the need to take a leadership role when you came in or did you feel like, you know, I need to prove myself to these guys? I think it was more proving myself. I, I am a natural born leader, I, I like to think. But I came in just kind of humble, quiet. Uh, there were some guys that I came from other teams, the other Americans that were vets uh, in the German Football League. And so I just kind of came in with a sponge-like mentality and was like, you know, I'm going to play football and, and do what they're, you know, bringing me here to do. But I'm just going to soak up as much as I can and just take it one day at a time and enjoy it. Man, I love it. So I need to understand, like, even coming from Germany – What's the when you're on the field? When you're on the field and when you're playing, is the environment any different? Does it a, is it a completely different feel from what it's like when you're here in America? Man, I'd say that it's it's a different vibe just because of the fact that I'm a professional over there, um, and so obviously it's fun having your 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 friends and your family come watch you play in the USA in college and stuff like that. But being in another country where you're kind of there to play football. Uh, it's just a different type of pressure, different type of environment. Obviously, being in another country where, you know, the native language or native tongue isn't English. Um, but like I said, getting to play for such a prestigious organization, it just, I was in a perfect situation. I was super blessed and fortunate to be able to play for the New York Alliance. Now, I think you've accomplished something, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but, th- but this is what I, I heard, right? You tell me what, if I'm wrong about this. But along the way, along all this process, while you're playing football in different countries, right, while you're doing all that kind of stuff and while you're dominating the league in tackles, right, and while you're doing that and leading your team in tackles, this prestigious team, while you're doing that, you also earned an MBA? Yep. I have my master's degree in business administration. How, bro? (laughs) Honestly, I just – I strangely wanted to transfer whenever I was at Tarleton. I always felt like I was a division one guy and I wanted to play pro ball. And so I crammed classes to try to transfer, uh, do a graduate transfer so I could finish up at an at FBS program. And, you know, those plans were thwarted, but it ended up working out in my favor. Like I said, I graduated early and was like, hey, I still have a year and a half left. Let me cram this master's degree in. If they want to pay for it, then let's go ahead and knock it out too. Then. Man, that that's awesome, Road. I mean, you being able to accomplish that, right? That because that's a huge thing on the educational front. Because that's okay. a effort. Look, some people go after that degree without any distractions and still fail, right? 
but you had plenty of opportunities to be distracted and yet you were able to achieve what you were going after. And I think that's amazing, man. So kudos to you and you deserve that, bro. There's been, um, and so on the education front, killed it, right? Football front, you're leading your team in tackle, stuff like that. You've had some opportunities to go into the NFL. And because right now we're looking at what a six foot linebacker, um, you know, with speed and coverage ability and stuff like that. Now, look, for the people who haven't seen it, I've seen some of the footage. My dude can scoop. Like, he's, he's catching balls and he's making moves, man. And so, like, you're able to cover well. You, sometimes you're playing in secondary. Man, I need to know this. You've had an opportunity with the Dallas Cowboys. Had an opportunity with the Seattle Seahawks. What's holding you back or what do you believe is kind of stopping that signing, man, to where Basil Jackson is a part of those NFL teams? I honestly believe I have everything I do need to succeed. Um, obviously, they have to be able to feel the same way for me to give me those opportunities. But more than anything, I'm just a person that believes in timing, and, and my journey has just been different. So I've been a person that's embraced that, and I've just continued to work. And so I know that my time is coming soon, and I believe that to be true. So I'm just walking with that and, you know, staying headstrong in that. I love that, man. Um, that's a that's a great positive attitude. You're walking into – the CFL on a team that made the playoffs last year, got kicked out by the eventual champions, but they went in right with playoff with championship aspirations. That team could be, you know, a few players, maybe a basil away from winning the championship. Talk to me about your goals going into the CFL, your goals playing for Calgary next year. So I certainly have some of the, the individual goals. Obviously I want to win, you know, most outstanding rookie and some of the defensive, you know, accolades and things of that nature. But, I'm just blessed and super fortunate to be going to play for another prestigious organization. And so I'm just allotted another opportunity where I very well could walk out of this thing and come home with another championship. You know, they didn't make it to the Great Cup last year, but they've made it to almost every Great Cup. I believe the last one they won was in 2018. And so I'm just going into it with a mentality of a sponge, kind of like I said, going to spend time around the vets um, and just go in, learn as much as I can and try to be the best football player that I can be and go in there with that confidence, knowing that they're bringing me in for a reason. And, and I personally feel like I can bring a lot to the table as well, but I'm just going to go in and enjoy it, man. I'm going to ask you a question that might hit your psyche a little bit, but I think you're ready for it. Um, let's just say for the rest of your career, you play in the CFL, but you leave the CFL as a CFL legend, right? Like you walk through your entire career at the CFL, you have some NFL opportunities, but they don't happen. You walk through the CFL and leave as a CFL legend. Is that enough for Basil Jackson? Man, I'm I'm a super competitive person, and and so, and I won't jump into that just yet. But just as far as kind of the topic of my book, this concept of being patient and waiting and stillness. But honestly, man, I love the game of football, and so if if that's kind of where my journey leads me, the CFL is is not by any means. I'm not brushing that off as just another stepping stone. I'm certainly going into it with, you know, an understanding that, like I said, there's guys that have been in the NFL and guys that are in the NFL um, or that will be going back uh, that are in the CFL that are completely capable of playing there. And so, man, I'm just taking it one day at a time, man. I'm going to go out there and play and, and let the chips fall where they may. That's that answer, man. I like it. <laughs> That's a good one. I see you, bro. Um, yo, and I love you. You alluded, you alluded to the fact, you alluded to your book, and I, that's kind of where we're going next, right? I kind of want to know a little bit about your book. You wrote a book, right? Like above all the other stuff that you're doing, you're writing a book right now. And, and I think that's awesome, man. What is the motivation behind your book? 
man, so so 2016 uh, was my redshirt year at Tarleton, and it was a very hard year for me. Um, there was this year-long period of, of my aunt, you know, going through chemotherapy and being on the vent and eventually not pulling through. Uh, and so the book is inspired by that uh, and grounded on this concept or this premise that the grass is greener where you are. And so basically that season and other seasons, seasons of my life where I felt like I was waiting on God to, you know, open up a door or give me an answer um, is kind of what inspired the book. But I think as a society, a lot of people are uneducated on what waiting looks like. And so waiting is defined as staying in a place of expectation. So, you know, if someone was, was waiting on their child to be born, they might buy diapers, you know, they might have a crib, buy a crib, they might have a baby shower. And so in this book, I want to, you know, educate and equip people with um, just a new perspective on what waiting looks like. You know, we're trying to take the waiting out of society with Uber Eats and all these different types of things. But uh, specifically, more specifically on my football journey, you know, there's a lot of times where you know, I could have gotten impatient. And like I said, I stepped away from football and came back. But, you know, a lot of times if, if you don't change your perspective on waiting and understand, understand that it really can be a good thing for you, you know, you may miss those opportunities. You may not be able to reach your purpose. And so uh, I cover a whole bunch of other things in there, but you'll, you'll have to read them whenever the book comes out. Bad, bad. Um, is it, so let me know this. Is there a title for your book at this point? I don't have one just yet. Well, I have about three, but I'm going to keep those private as well. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm trying to give them that insight. That's what's up. All right, cool. So you you have a few titles kind of moving around in your head, but you know the premise of it. That's amazing, man. Um, Here's what I want to give you an opportunity to do. There's somebody out there. There's a younger Basil out there who's possibly at um, the Trinity Valley Community College stage of your journey, right? Maybe they're even at the Northwestern stage of your journey, right? We'll talk, we talked about that. So let's just say they're they're at a particular point in the journey and they they're hoping and, and wishing for an opportunity to be where you are in the CFL possibly. Maybe they're got maybe they have NFL aspirations, but they're trying to get to where you're you're striving to go. And actually they would love to be where you are right now. What piece of advice would you give those people or that younger Basil who's kind of at that moment or at that stage in his journey? What advice would you give him to help him go from where he is right now to where you are right now? Man, I would say, honestly, um, you know, if you, if you know in your heart of hearts that, that something is for you, then you know, and, and you'll continue to persevere and press through all the obstacles that will come your way. But more than anything, I would say, just don't let your identity be rooted in, in this thing that you want to accomplish and just be present in the moment and do what you can to just enjoy where you are now. Because, you know, and, I, and I'll talk about it in my book as well. I talk about it in my book as well as, you know, I had been, you know, skipping over life and just waiting on this next thing, uh, this next big thing of being a pro football player. And honestly, whenever I, I would sign these professional contracts, they never really completed me as a person. And, you know, I think about all the, the time that I skipped over because I was always waiting on that next thing instead of just being present in the moment and being grateful for the opportunity that I had at the time for breath and for life and just to live. Man, I love that. You're you're basically you're saying be present in the moment, right? And so if that's where your journey is, things will come for you. But love the love where you are right now and make the most of what you have right now. I love that. Um, yo, so I have these quick hitters, and this is something that we do here, right? Um, these these are these are just some questions that that come up. But what I want you to do is give me the first thing that comes to your mind when I ask you this question. Okay, so I'll allow you. So we'll go A through J, right? So you can pick any letter A through J. And once you pick the letter, then I'll give you the question associated with that letter. 
right? When you, um, and then I want you to give me just the first answer, the quickest answer that comes to your mind. You're, you're a fast player, right? Like you're one of those quick yeah, players, one of those quick twitch individuals, right? So yeah. now this is one of those quick twitch mental things. Um, give okay. me the first thing that comes to your mind um, when I give you this um, question. So give me the letter and then I'll give you the question. Go for it. Okay, okay. my name is Basil, so I got to start with the B, you know? Let's rock with it. So look, from Texas, right? Arlington? Uh, What's your favorite Texas food? My favorite Texas food, man, I'm just a down south guy, so steak and potatoes. I don't know if that's southern culture, but I love steak and potatoes. Love it, love it, love it. So steak and potatoes. All right, here we go. Ready? Give me another letter. C. C? All right, cool. Give me your favorite or your best high school memory. My favorite or my best high school memory? Um, trying out for the spelling bee. Really? What yeah. happened? So, yeah, I, I I actually used to do spelling bees, man. It's a traumatic experience, but I I lost or I, I made third place because I I spelled reestablished wrong. So that's been something that's been haunting me. But I think I think I got it now, though. Don't make me spell it right now. But I think I got it. Now. Look, I was always scared of spelling bees too. I'm not gonna lie to you, man, because that's it's that. It, no, it's not. It's that moment when you're asked something and you're trying to figure it out. And, and then as you get, man, I'm, I misspell everything, right? Like I'm can, you a, use this, can you use it in a sentence, please? <laughs> can you say it one more time? <laughs> can you help me spell it? <laughs> All right, bet, bet. I love it. All right, give me another letter. J. J, love it. All right, cool. Best player you've played against, period. Like, the, you saw him across the field. You know that dude was dynamic. Best player you looked at across the field and be like, man, that's, that's, that's the most talented dude I've ever faced in my life. D.D. Westbrook. He's with the Jacksonville Jaguars now, I believe. Uh, whenever I was in junior college, he played for Glenn Juco. He, mm. he, he tore it up, man. He, was, he seemed to be faster than anybody I'd ever seen on a football field. Wow. Wow. He, he, was, fast. he, he was skinny, but he was fast. He was little, but he was fast. Somebody could catch him and touch him. Did you get to hit him? I didn't. <laughs> we were chasing them around all game. I love it. But, but we won the championship that year, so. Bet, bet, it, it bet, won. bet. I'm glad you got that in there. <laughs> got to slide that in. That's what's up, man. All right, cool. Give me another one. We'll do e. three more. E? Okay. Love it, man. Yeah. Love it. All right, cool. Most people, I don't know how often they'll admit this, but what's your most hated exercise or most hated football drill? Most hated exercise and most hated football drill. Burpees. 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 Take my hand, brother. That's mine too. <laughs> Man. And it seems like every time they want to do burpees, they want to do a lot of burpees. It's not like, give me two burpees. Like, I can do two burpees, but 30, 35, 40, 50, golly. Man, when, when the pandemic first took place, when, when we first got quarantined, my wife took on a regimen of doing like 50 burpees, right? Like she would be doing like 50 burpees at a time, right? And so I think she did like three times a day. So she'll be, she'll say, okay, we're going to do 10. Then we're going to get up and then we'll take a break. Then we'll do 10 more. Man, I tried to do those things with her. That was too tough. It was That's too tough. That's brutal. Yeah. Yeah, they are brutal, but my look, my wife's on a whole different level. You you see her, you see me, you don't know how that happened. So uh-huh. I'm, <laughs> but look, I'm 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 man, she she's a soldier, bro. All right, man, give me another one. We got two more. What you got? I'm not even sure what letters I have left. A. All right, cool. You have you have A, you have D, you have F, you have G, H, and I. 
Okay, let's go with F. F? Cool. This is, may get you in some trouble. Hopefully not. Who's your favorite NFL team? My favorite NFL team? Man, my favorite NFL team is whatever team is going to sign me next. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I love Hey, all, all 32, I love all of y'all. I love all of y'all. Don't, don't discriminate. I love it, man. I love it. All right, give me another letter. Um, A. Let's finish with A. I think you said three more or two more. Yep. I can't remember. Yep, Let's you go got A. one more. All right, cool. So, what was your go-to food when you were in Germany? My go-to food? Man, I didn't realize until I got to Germany that I was a closet pizza guy. Like, I, I didn't eat a ton of pizza, but there's this – they say that the closer you get to Italy, the better the pizza is. Mm. And, man – there were some places in Germany and in Italy, but in Germany that has some really, really good pizza and it kind of makes my mouth water talking about it, but really but definitely the pizza though, for sure. Can you drop some names? I got some restaurants out there that you just have to go to while you're there. Um, Los Teria. I was looking through my pictures yesterday, Los Teria. And then Los there's Teria. a place called Bobby and there's a place called Bobbiano that had pasta as well. Man, Bobby. that stuff was so good. That, okay, okay. I love it, man. Look, here's some of the questions that um that we didn't get to. So um favorite teacher? Yeah, favorite teacher coming through the ranks, right? So I asked that question kind of selfishly. I'm a professor. So I always want to know which teacher kind of has some impact. So that's one of them. Um and then the other one was the hardest that you've ever hit someone. Okay. Am I answering both of those at the no, same no, time? No, 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 no. You don't have to answer okay. them. You you got past them, right? So um, one was favorite favorite teacher, hardest you've ever hit someone. And one other one was who's the linebacker that you pattern your game after, right? So players that you pattern your game after was another one. But um, but you don't have to answer those, man. You got by without them. Yo, thank you so much for joining us, man. We truly, truly appreciate you, bro. Um, one thing we always ask people when they come on our show, because it's kind of what we do, um, we're praying people, and we, we believe in God, and we believe in what God has in store for people. How can we pray for you as we're, you know, watching your journey and paying attention to you as you move forward? Man, I, I would just say, just obviously pray for, for prosperity in that, but more than anything that I can make an impact, you know, with the people that I, that I come in contact with and that I can remember what's important and that is, you know, making an impact on the people around me and remembering, you know, to just enjoy, to be still and to be present and just trust where the Lord is, is going to lead me. Absolutely, man. Yo, Basil, thank you so much for joining us, bro. Look, normally, man, I'm not always watching the CFL, but since you're there, I promise to watch a few Calgary games. If they're televised, I'm going to be watching them, man. Hey, there we go, man. Absolutely, bro. Thank you so much for joining us, man. We truly, truly appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Hey, thank you so much for watching. We love you. Thank you. And God bless. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'm going to make a toast because we still alive. No big. I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot.